Philip, what do you think about EVs? What's your take? What are people on the streets saying? Oh God, everything just goes back to AGI, man. Uh, I always, I just keep getting deeper and deeper into it and thinking, man, 20 years from now, uh, everything's going to be like very transformed. Uh, uh, EVs, it's gotten to the point where even like climate change, I'm just like, oh God, it's contingent on that. So yeah, that's my take. So so EVs, you're just like, uh, don't care because they won't exist in 20 years. Uh, like I imagine they'll exist. And a part of that imagining is that um, they're a part of whatever solution would exist to climate change. Uh, even because it's either like, okay, AGI does something whack or AGI helps us solve a lot of these issues better than we could. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my assumption is in like, in thinking about EVs, like, oh, is that a part of that AGI's solution? Or is it instead like something like public transport doing like a shit ton more of that? Or I don't or even like know. like teleportation. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, anything that could be pretty possible. Uh, so, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> well, before we get there to that point... Putting aside that, uh, if that is the case, probably none of it matters. Okay. What are your current feelings about electric vehicles? Uh, pro, con, big waste of time. Uh, pro, especially in the ideal case where people are like, uh, I, I don't know the, like the percentage of energy use by EVs. If I, like, I know it's not entirely like renewable energy um Mm -hmm. and i'm not i'm not i'm also not sure if it's like more efficient i imagine it is than a lot than the average american car especially um so on the net it seems good it might be like pretty cost prohibitive right now and a part of that uh might just be like market manip you know just marketing uh that they want it to be like a luxury vehicle and then they want to slowly uh send it to mass populace um because it it seems like they could make it cheaper right now but as of right now they get to corner that luxury market and then bring it down is one thing i like either read or heard when i was doing a bunch of this ev research um like the bd stuff just end up listening to podcasts and stuff about it so yeah uh probably that good like if someone's driving an ev i think that they're probably emitting less than the average I mean, other yeah. person. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That's really interesting. So do tell me a little bit more about that stuff that you read. Um, is it the case that like they think they could be... I mean, well, maybe this is the case. What, is it like, were people saying that uh, the car companies are like knowingly only creating luxury versions of these vehicles right now, but they could easily create more affordable entry-level models? Yeah, that was the take of whatever article from like even a month back. I I think this was in reference to a lot of these prices suddenly dropping uh, a month or so ago. And then some people even complaining that like, oh, I'd purchased, you know, a Tesla for two or a couple thousand or something more just like a few days ago uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't know how like certain i am on all this uh 
it's pretty anecdotal. But yeah, uh, so it seems yeah. like if this price drop was like arbitrary enough that someone was like really commenting on it like that. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. My what I know about that is that basically they dropped the price once. Uh, this is like Tesla specifically, but Tesla basically dropped the price as soon as their capacity caught up with demand. And so yeah. until that point, uh, the basic premise was like, essentially, it's kind of like, let's keep increasing our prices until either we find a price where people stop buying or yeah. or they won't. And we can just keep increasing prices and like have larger yeah. and larger margin until it makes sense economically because capacity has ramped up to like drop the prices and also yeah. like competitive no. pressure yeah and i'm sure that this is like some like core economic concept for like yeah. companies as well finding that like price point uh that people are like you know demand and supply are like perfect for your price or your product. yeah it, there was um, uh it, it's price inelasticity basically demand is not a function of price which it was for a while Right, right. Okay. Yeah. People will just buy it. Um, and then there's a point where you've sold to all the people that will just buy it. And then that's where price does become elastic. So then you yeah. like reduce the price to capture more of the market at a slightly yeah. lower margin, but overall greater uh, revenue. Yeah. And I, I think this person might have been, yeah, exactly commenting on what you're saying. Uh, where he's or they were like um, <clears throat> perhaps they are like uh, planning this sort of out uh, what is it uh, out roll rolling rollout uh, at this like rate to be maximally profitable as opposed to mm. being like let's get EVs out there so that we are you know reducing emissions as much as possible um, or that even there are some like industry is not I, I, like I want to say collusion or something where like they're dropping prices altogether or stuff like that. But I, I don't think that's collusion so much as just competition. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it seems like it wouldn't be as much the case that like, oh, they've their supply, their demand has finally met up with supply. OK, that seems true for like maybe a company i don't know how true that would be for like the entire market where a bunch of these people like sent them out although it kind of is correlated maybe uh that they yeah i think they're priced together <clears throat> there probably is a little bit of a connection there like you can imagine if you're an executive at ford uh you say to yourself like well uh not everybody loves a tesla but everybody is willing to pay that price so until that price changes let's charge a similar price because people perceive the value as the same. So yeah. maybe they were charging more than they should have in those market conditions. And as soon as Tesla lowered their price, it's like, well, people don't perceive us as having they, more yeah. value than Tesla. So now like we need to lower our price. Whereas Tesla yeah. was potentially, if they're you know being altruistic or whatever, they were just saying like, we're going to just charge prices because that actually decreases demand because it's it's also a bad customer experience if you have a two-year wait list. So like you partly yeah. increase prices, 
just to actually reduce your demand a little bit. Because it's like, as long yeah. as we always have a three month wait list, that's fine. But if it's too, if it's, you know, if, uh, like, if you sold a bar of gold for a dollar, right, you'd have a wait list of everybody on earth or whatever, but that would be a bad customer experience yeah. for everybody who wasn't like the one person who got the bar of gold for a dollar. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Um, I guess, so I guess the question really is like, oh, are they like uh, rolling it out at this rate on like purpose? Could they be doing it faster? Uh, I know that mm -hmm. uh, Tesla and Elon Musk have like a history with that kind of like uh, distribution being like typically under met expectations, but uh, more recently like have met uh, or like exceeded. So it, it seems also like a complex history and I just, yeah, don't have much context there. So this is like the extent of my answer, I guess. No, yeah. no, it's, uh, it's interesting though. You make really great points. Thank you. And, uh, I'm excited to see Greg as podcast host. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, um, I, uh, I'm definitely pretty excited about our EV future. I think the one pain point that I experience is um, uh, range is usually fine most of the time, but 10% mm, of the time, it means that I have to like, you know, spend an extra 20 or 30 minutes going and finding a charger somewhere. But that I think that'll also get a lot better. Basically, like there's there's no problem once any of the destinations that you go to have charging. So like my oh, parents' uh, house doesn't have charging, for example, and it's it's far enough away where um, I can't do round trip on one charge. So if I go visit them, I have to baked 30 minutes into my schedule on the way back uh charging which means right. like you know 30 minutes less minutes hanging out with them because i can't just like plug in and leave it overnight in their driveway or whatever yeah that that's, sounds true to like a lot of the stuff that i was reading online uh all these different executives talking and all these different like, like startups being like range anxiety goodbye um so, so yeah, quite a bit of that. Well, um, the the big thing that people are talking about is like the the Cybertruck is is supposedly going to have like 500 miles of range. And that's a real game changer. Um, like my car has like 300. So, right. you know, an extra I think if you get anywhere in like the 400 to 500 range, um, it's basically the equivalent of like you know, driving a huge Chevy Tahoe and putting yeah. $250 worth of gas in it. Right. No, and you're also, what, like 400 to 500 mile range is almost, what, seven, eight hours of driving? Yeah, or if you think round trip, like 200 yeah. miles round trip. That would be driving, you know, yeah, four hours somewhere and then four hours back. Like that's that's something that most people don't do super often. But driving yeah. two hours somewhere and two hours back is like a more often. Like people can do that regularly. 
Right. No, and the con here seems to be just what Cybertruck and weight of like that vehicle or something. I don't know. I, like it's got to be like huge, like the Cybertruck. I don't know what the battery stuff is. I, and also, no. I don't know if we're like already pretty good for speech. I see Judd. Yeah, I think we can. I think we can stop there. Is Justin? Yeah. Thank you again for joining us. Again, today's episode is sponsored by AE Studio. AE Studio is a software development agency that focuses on integrated stuff. Okay. All right. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna end. Thank this you, gentlemen. Here, drop this to you, uh, Justin. All right. See you guys.